like at six months, you know, of, of sobriety, you know, God put me with these women and he said that you're going to assist them. You're going to do pull-ups when you need it. You're going to do your analysis. You're going to help them see the best in them that the disease has convinced them that is a lie, you know, um, and, and, and for that, you know, it, it was very impressive to me. That proved to me that God meets you at your level of understanding of him. He doesn't take away from your experience. He adds to it. That was living proof, you know. Um, I'm a postal brat. You know, I started there at age 17. So, you know, I've always, material things was, was never an issue, but spiritually, I never gave the spiritual side of life a fair year. You know, I had that that relationship with God that my mom had. She was a rebel. So you're looking at someone that became a rebel, you know, and the consequences that followed it, you know, were uh, eating compulsively, you know, and I want to welcome anyone that's new to this meeting and let you know that our primary purpose here, you know, uh, OA accepts the following definitions as abstinence. The act of refraining from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors while working towards or maintaining a healthy body weight. And two, recovery, removal of the need to engage in compulsive eating behaviors. Spiritual, emotional, and physical recovery is achieved through working and living the OA 12-step program. Many of us have found we cannot abstain from overeating unless we use some of all nine tools of recovery to help us practice the 12 steps and tradition. And I find that to be true. And I really love uh, the plan of eating. You know, the plan of eating was most attractive for me because, you know, I, I started entering the food community in 1999 and I went through CEA How, and I was able to get four years of abstinence. Um, I would get one year and I always return. I would get one year and I always return. And, um, but I stayed in service. I really know if it wasn't for the 10th and 11th step, me telling the truth about myself to myself and admitting to another human being, discussing it and coming coming out of isolation, that I would have gotten here 50 pounds heavier. Now, when I got here, I was 248 pounds. And it's not about the weight, but I think that no one arrived becoming. Either there was a weight issue or an underweight issue, you know, or just total collapse of whatever, binging, purging, whatever we were doing that got us here, you know. Um, and I'm so grateful for that devastation, uh, for the fact that I could have ended my life sooner if I didn't if I didn't adhere to this recovery process. And I could still do that because they say that you could die alcoholic death sober, you know, uh, meaning you could not be eating, but you could be spiritually bankrupt. You know, uh, elimination of the food does nothing for my obsession of the mind and my uh, and my allergy of the body, you know, my obsession of the mind and my compulsive behavior, my spiritual malady. So I got to keep growing spiritually. You know, of course, abstinence 
gets me there because I'm not clouded and cluttered with the food, you know? And I like to share some of my recovery here because the best way to find myself is to lose myself in service to others. And I know that works. Um, you know, I can't stay abstinent on what brought me here. I stay abstinent on what brought you here. Because if that was sufficient, I would just think about the pain and the suffering, the weight, and I would just be able to not come to meetings. You know, I would be able to think my way into sanity, but that's not the case for me. You know, um, you know, step one for me here was, you know, now I learned that lack of willpower isn't what makes me a compulsive eater. In fact, compulsive overeaters exhibit an exceptional amount of willpower. You know, we most of us have successful lives, successful lifestyles. We we have great careers, you know. And then, you know, we look at that and see that that's not really the problem. The problem is spiritual in nature, you know. Uh, you know, and also in step two, I look at the hope of overeating, the slight provocations while ignoring the real issues in our lives. We were irrational, unbalanced, insane, and lacked the ability to think straight when it comes to my eating. You know, I suffer from the obsession of the mind, the illusions that it looks so tempting and real, like it won't hurt me this time. And I'll convince myself of the lie that it's okay to keep going to seize candy, that I'm okay, that I'll control it the next time, that I won't eat the whole box, that I won't, that I'll take Lewis his, his batch of candy that I got for him, that he never gets. And then I go back and I just get him some, you know, it's like I couldn't do it, I couldn't pull it off, you know, and I'm so grateful the group shared the love. The truth is, is a power greater than me. See, my recovery got to be louder than my thinking. It got to be louder than my thinking. It must crowd out all else. So that's why I come here. I come because you guys are a vehicle to the power. You know, this fellowship, you know, and the big book says that that in itself would not have held us. So that tells me that just coming to meetings, Deborah, you know, yeah, you'll feel a little ease and comfort. You'll feel better, but you got to still enlarge your spiritual life. And I'm so grateful that, you know, that no one had to change for me to be okay. I love that part that my sponsor, she sold me the entire product. She said, you must watch you. You must do your inventory. You know, and I, I'm a stickler for facts like Bill was. So I had to put it to test, you know. So I had to really see if this worked. And it did work. It did work. You know, uh, they call it the fourth step, you know, and I call it the spiritual bubble bath too, that I put everyone in there and everybody comes out gorgeous and fabulous. You know, this is like a deeper love concert, you know, and as I'm approaching the meetings, I start feeling hope. I start feeling ease and comfort. I start feeling like, well, Deborah, guess what? You're taking care of yourself. You're being taken care of, you know. I got to keep happy feet because my mind to talk me out the help. If I stay away from you guys, I'll convince myself of that same lie. And this time, it'll be more effective. I'm sure of it because it did. It did every time. It did. So when I went to Gray Sheet, see, I went to Gray Sheet and I was able to be abstinent for seven months. I went to the Malibu retreat. I was Malibu Barbie. I did what they was doing, you know, but I really didn't. What I didn't, what wasn't attractive to me was the worshiping of the food plan. I can't worship a food, a, a, a food plan. I can't be so rigid 
and not be there for others and cut people off and be like a disciplinarian, you know, because my human, not just my compulsive eating, doesn't like rules and things like that anyway. It's like, I want to do what I want to do. So that was unattractive to me, uh, you know, because this is freedom. OA is freedom. This is like, I get to say, what are my red foods? What are my yellow foods? What are my green foods? And my sponsor, when I got here, she said, well, write down the things that trigger you. What can you abstain from? Wow, that was the best question she gave me. Actually, nothing. But what I know that activates my allergy went down on the list. So I had to help God help me. See, because I had been praying and asking God to help me do my will. That's what I realized. You know, I was praying and asking God to help me pull this off, help me keep doing this. And God loves us so much that he allow us to do whatever we want. And he still loves us. So when I came into this program, I didn't want my will no more. I didn't. And the sponsor that God gave me was a step sponsor. And she loved it. She said, I'm not interested in your food. She said, we're just going to do these steps. And I'm very strict. And I, I'm very serious about your commitment. Are you? And I was like, wow, she's, she's a lot like me. Because I wasn't interested in my food no more. My food was scattered, honey. It was not a vision for you at all, okay? You know, I had kept a lot of the food behaviors from CEA How It did give me access to some power, but the junk food was killing me, you know? And, and my world started getting smaller and smaller and smaller when I was fixing, managing, and controlling. And I seen my hopelessness, you know, I was borderline diabetes, you know, and like I said, I went up to 248 pounds. And usually when I'm overweight, it's like around 170. So I was tremendously overweight when I got here, you know, and um, my son started saying, mama, what is going on with you, you know? And uh, I didn't have an answer for that, but today, I have an answer. Mama's, mama is 30 pounds lesser. Mama is in a meeting every day. Mama is learning how to love herself at a deeper level. I couldn't do this with the information provided in the other fellowship. I needed to come here, sit down, and sit all the way down. Like Barbara says on that 5 p.m. meeting from New Jersey. I just love when she said that. You know, it's like, keep it simple. That's something that I can't do on my own is keep it simple. I have a mind that will complicate it. You know, you know, like they say, if detoxes worked, then it would produce winners. You know, like if I could stop and stay stopped, I wouldn't need to come back here, you know, but that doesn't, it doesn't get done that way. I need to take the body and the mind will follow. And I'm so grateful for the commitments I've taken in the beginning of, hosted a couple of meetings, got three meetings my first year. Um, and I've been able to sponsor three awesome women. One of them completed all 12 of her steps and it's been 15 months for me, fastness and showing up every day. And you know what God revealed to me today was, 
you know, no matter what we're going through, don't ever feel that God doesn't still love you and he's not there for you. You know, that's normal thinking to feel overwhelmed, you know, but just keep taking it to God. And when we're new, you know, a form of beating ourselves up, you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, I keep failing, I keep failing. And if you're not doing service, I mean, your mind will convince you that it's, no, it's not worth it. So being of service gives us that self-esteem that we need, a part of belonging, a part of interacting. You know, no matter, don't compare your time, just compare what did you eat like us? Did you, did you feel like us? And did your results be like us when you got here? Don't compare time because time is, is of essence. You keep coming back, you'll get time, you know? Um, and I'm just so grateful for the fact that the more I give, the more I get to give. The more I give, the more I get to give. And the fact that, you know, I don't eat butter like I used to. That was one of my biggest issues. You know, matter of fact, it wasn't even discussed for years. So that's how it was cunning this disease is. Baby, cunning means it's sneaky. Baffling means it's powerful. Baffling means it'll complicate your life and mine. And, and it's powerful. It got strength. So now, God, in this sixth step, you guys, it was like I had to let go of what I was trying to hold on to. Because, see, God's like, he's tired of my little piece meals. He's like, Deborah, okay, yeah, you've been here 31 years. But this last 15 years, you've developed something that is not beneficial or serving you. That last, I've been married three times. So my last marriage and that divorce, some ugly things occurred, you know, and it hurt me and it embarrassed me. And I felt taken advantage of behind some property. You know, I literally walked away from my own property. Because Five I minutes. was okay, because I was eating that Hagen dazs Hagen dazs was my power greatest. Like I'll get back and take care of that later. So, you know, the bottom line, I've lost things because of my compulsive eating. You know, I mean, big things, you know, because the food was the, my master. It was my master. So let me break it down and not play with it because that's what it'll do. It'll rob me of my own stuff, you know. So I really have a lot of mad respect for this disease, you guys. You know, so the thought of stop eating butter was a gift that I got recently. God said, honey, just use your margarine. Save that butter for like holidays or something, you know, so more suitable. Because the way you're doing it is not lovely at all. That's how my God talks to me. See, because that's how I talk to myself and others. You know, I'm just a love machine, y'all. Eventually, I had to become that. I cannot harbor resentments. You got to be careful and, and watch it because you might smile. You might say something lovely if you're harboring resentful. Resentments, resentment is the number one fender. I do not like it being feeling separate and apart from God. I'm so grateful that he has me constantly addressing my soul sickness. You know, um, this is about returning to love. And this deeper love concert here, ladies, Nothing could stop me from OA, nothing at all. You know, no one gave it to me and no one could take it away. Thank you so much for letting me share the joy of living, step 12. That is my really, that's, that's, my, that's where God put me. And that's where I stay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting me share. I love you. 
You guys are drop dead, gorgeous, compulsive overeaters. Keep coming back. The best is yet to come. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. I was going to see 